Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Boxing Social in association with William Hill, Empire Fight Star. He's back on the channel. Gareth A. Davis. We have just been... At the weigh-in for Zile Zhang, Joe Joyce, the rematch. A big difference in the first one. Joe Joyce coming in, I believe, two stone heavier. Wow, Korea heaviest. What do you make of it, and how does that affect the dynamics of this rematch? Well, maybe it was too little, maybe this time it's too much, but you don't know till that bell rings. He was definitely too light at 18 stone. Um... And he's now just over 20 stone. I don't think they've worried about his weight. I don't think he's deliberately put weight on. It's just that he's got more muscle mass. He looks great at it. He's got a tiny little pot belly on him um, when he's stripped today for the weigh-in. Um, but if you counterbalance that with Zhang being eight or nine pounds heavier as well at 20 stone, five or six, five or six pounds. Um, I really do think it'll work in Joe Joyce's favour if he can get beyond five, six, seven rounds in this fight. I was just about to come on to that. When you look at both of them and what Zhang did in the first fight, does the weight suggest that Joe Joyce will be looking to take him past six down the stretch and then get him out of there? Because even the first fight, even though he was hurt, the feeling was that Joe was, even though he was getting cut up, that he would have had a second win and come into it. Do the weight suggest that Zhang will be looking to get him out there early and Joe will be looking to take him down the stretch? Is that what you get from that? Yes, I, I've thought that was always going to be the game plan for both men. I think they're quite obvious about it. Why wouldn't Zhang think he can't do it again? Um, you know, he dominated the last fight in terms of those power punches, 80-odds, um, a lot of them with the left hand, of course, finding angles and detonating, not allowing Joe any momentum into the fight. Um, and, and just out-timing Joe. Joe could not get his timing. Zhang was ping, off, ping, ping, pang, ping, pang, pong. Um, sounds like a, a table tennis game, that, but, or a ping-pong, a flim-flam game. But um, these guys are big, heavy punchers. There's no table tennis balls being thrown at each other. I, do, I just think that Zhang um, is maybe underestimating this time what Joe Joyce is capable of. It was a terrible performance. He massively underperformed, as I told your colleague yesterday in the last performance. Um, 
and, and he really wants redemption, wants to right the wrongs, because there's nowhere to go for the loser for a very long time. I just about to say that because the implications for the loser and having to rebuild, what are the implications? Because like you've got Daniel Dubois waiting in the wings, we don't know what's happening with him, we heard Frank was appealing, but we also heard him say Dubois can fight Anthony Joshua if he wants kind of thing. What's, what, what are the implications for the loser of this fight? It's a long road back. It's exactly that, it's a very long road back. They're both approaching 40, or Joe Joyce is just 38. You're probably frozen out of the world title picture for a year and a half to two years if you lose. They're already big earners, these two. They're, they're, they're chart toppers, um, and they really are in the heavyweight division. They're both clearly in the top ten. I'll come to more detail on that in a minute. But um, if you win the WBO interim title here, there's an argument that you are... If you think one of these guys beat either of these guys based on the performance tomorrow night beats Anthony Joshua, they're number four in the world in my view. And they're arguably number five anyway. If Zhang wins again and comfortably and impressively, he's four or five in the world. Because people will say, and I might add my name to this, maybe beat Joshua. So who's above him? Wilder, Fury, Fury, Wilder, Usyk. Would you be confident that Zile Zhang based on the last performance, would be an Anthony Joshua era today? Well, I think Joe was very pedestrian in that first fight. He was very under par. He was, he was, he was an out of sorts, out of character, straight lines Joe Joyce, too light. Um, wasn't the bullocking juggernaut force that he can be. That's why I think 20 stones is a good move. Um, it's a great fight. Xili Zhang against, against Anthony Joshua. I hope it happens at some point, but so does, jo I hope Joe Joyce and Anthony Joshua happens as well. There's a distinct possibility of that. For the winner, there's the prospect at the moment of fights in Saudi Arabia, um, fights with Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, um, and Alexander Usyk, and Anthony Joshua. There's fights with those four that's just there for the winner. The loser, who do they fight? Is that, where are the paydays? of? I don't know what they're earning for this fight, but they, they'll be getting a decent whack. Do you know? I don't, but you've got to assume it is big money at this level as well, yeah. especially with everything on the line, exactly. the interim belt. So. so they're not going to take a fight for a couple of hundred grand against someone that's not a big name. They, they're already commanding big money. And neither of them are guys who go out there. They're, they're, they're beloved by fans. People will watch the fight, but they're not... Um, they're not Joshua. They're not they? fighters with who, who really sell a fight hard and do it on social media. They quietly spoken and do their talking in the ring. Even Jang kind of stepped out of the box this week. Going to end his career. They've got yeah. the Terminator um, poster, haven't they, with the, with the red eyes. But outside that, I mean, I thought they might kick off on Thursday at the press conference, given what Jang was saying. But Joe Joyce, he's got a resting heart rate of about 32, hasn't he? You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone really slightly make him look like he's going to lose his cool kind of thing yet. And I'm not sure we'll ever see it. Look, I think this fight you just mentioned there, it's not built off any talk before. It's just built off. It's a great fight. You've not seen a lot of the heavyweight fights we want to see. It's a great fight. I want to come on to another fight that we haven't touched on, I don't think, yet, because that's happening in a couple of weeks. We've got Lee Wood, Josh Warrington. I know they came to the studio. Um, I've spoke to Josh the other day, he's bang up for this. Lee Wood, by all accounts, seems the same. Another fight that's getting sold off purely current two-time world champion, former two-time world champion, good followings, and an absolute barn burner of a fight. 
what do you make of this fight and where do you see the sort of pros and cons for each fighter? Two very hard, um, very sporting gentlemen. Um, they're going to both leave it all in the ring. Um, I like Lee Wood's power. It's amazing to think he's 35 and Josh Warrington's 32. But you look at the run that Josh Warrington's been on for the last five, six years. Yeah, I know he's lost a couple. Lara um, and, and Lopez, who both, by the way, Lara's a beast. That's why, um, that's why Wood's second performance against Lara was extraordinary when he outboxed him, because that was out of character in some ways to go about it in that way. Um, again, of course, Luis Alberto Lopez, we were both in, uh, in, in Belfast for that fight with Conlon. Lopez is a beast. He won again last weekend, didn't against he? Gonzalez, against yeah. Gonzalez. Against um, Gonzalez. He's an impressive fighter. Um, he's, he's a very elusive, very powerful fighter. Both these guys, Warrington and Wood, will bring two tribes together in Sheffield. I, I, I'm surprised they put it on at the um, Utilita Stadium. 12,500. I don't think they've got 25. Because it, you can't get a ticket for it. Um, it's going to be an amazing night. I think they'll both deliver. I think they'll both really deliver when that bell rings. I've written Warrington off before, and it's to my own chagrin and my own detriment. Um, I say written him off, I've picked against him. I'd never write him off. Um, and I'm not writing him off in this fight. But I just think Lee Wood's rise... And that fact he's got probably a little less mileage on the clock means that Woods just does it in this fight against the engine of Warrington and maybe even stops him late. It's an interesting one because I because I have a feeling whoever wins, um, I may be wrong, they're at that stage now where they're 30-plus, they'll only be wanting the big fights. They've both been world champion before. There's... Um, Kolmatov waiting in the wings for either I can imagine as soon as they win this belt I may be wrong, I don't want to speak out of turn I'll speak for him but in terms of he's not a big name and he's high risk probably not as big a reward as they can get if they go off and fight maybe someone else or have a rematch uh, if it's an or amazing rematch. or a rematch if it's an amazing contest yeah. um, these guys they've got names, they've got followings they, they, they generate numbers yeah. certainly in an arena they generate numbers um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see if it's an amazing fight WBA isn't it title on the line um, yes I know Lee Wood wants to fight in America and unify titles and Josh Warrington's always right but and Josh Warrington has had a dream of Vegas for a very long time and yet they kept out filling out stadiums in Leeds and filling out stadiums in Leeds um, it wouldn't surprise me to see them have a summer fight or, or an uh, a spring fight outdoors in a football stadium. Um, I mean, I'll never forget Josh Warrington and Lee Selby at uh, Ellen Road, Lucas Radaby bringing out the belt for Josh Warrington. I don't know if he's still the chairman of the Leeds support, Football Supporters Club, but wow, what a night that was. It was an amazing atmosphere because it's a flat ground with not massive stands. It was a brilliant night. It was a, I'll never forget it. Yeah, it's a special fight that's coming up. Look, um, I know you've sort of caught up with Lewis, I believe, yesterday. What did you make of this whole Connor Lewis? Oh, that's cold. You know I love you, kid. <laughs> um, the Connor Ben saga, I watched an interview last night, I believe it was um, IFL, and they were talking about this whole scenario of there's a big thing about clear to fight, 
and clear your name where I think everyone seems to be miscommunicating it when, when we're all talking about it apparently the headline from this IFL interview is that he's offered the board all of the evidence now if he's offered the board as in Robert Smith British Boxing Board of Control all the evidence what, what's, what's kind of going on here is it just because this appeal's still in motion because Robert's come out and said look you know shouldn't, 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 shouldn't really be fighting kind of thing but he's been allowed he's been cleared to fight cleared to fight what, what do you make? What do you make of this saga? Because it's sort of it's rumbling on now, and we've seen um, we've seen bans imposed for Azalani Tete. I think he got a four-year ban. Camille Sokolowski, um a three-year ban. So I feel like when people say we don't talk about the other things, it's because they've had a conclusion. Whereas this one's always just circling around. What what do you make of it now? Where well, in the position we're in? Well, because the tests were done by Vardar. Um, one part of the WBC CARES testing program which fighters have to be if they're in the top 15 I think yeah. it is um, and the other one was a voluntary anti-doping test that wasn't part of UCAD testing for the boxing border control last year it's nearly a year isn't it um, they have based their argumentation on the preset that jurisdiction wasn't in play here and they've won that case virtually even though it's been appealed they've won it in, under Sporting Resolutions Tribunal but appealed by the UCAD and Boxing Water Control so that's all based on jurisdiction though no medical it, science no, evidence no, no, or anything it's based on jurisdiction yeah it's based on jurisdiction um, as far as we're led to believe that's what and that is what I believe and that is what I understand it to be so they, it's been appealed by the boards and, and UCAD because they can't allow jurisdiction to be the, the standard for which someone's tested positive for something and then they don't have to prove or to go through a due process. They've circumvented the system here. Um, they tried to circumvent the system in the week of the fight uh, or in the weeks leading up to the fight. I do think there was tardiness from the Boxing Board of Control over certain things. I do think there was a lot of lawyers speaking, a lot of legal stuff going on in the background. There isn't a world governing body to say, no, that isn't happening. It's become a bigger story than it ever needed to be, which is what you just alluded to and explained. 100%. And it's not just about Conor Ben and Eddie Hearn anymore. It's about the, 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 the morality and ethical practices within boxing based around having a due process under strict liability of what is in your system. As you just said, if they want to show what is in their system, then forget what whoever's advising Conor Ben to say and, and do it based on jurisdiction, which is the reason why he's boxing now somewhere else. He's not banned and he's not suspended. So on a technicality, he can fight this weekend as, he going to, as he's going to do tomorrow against Orozco, yeah? Uh, I thought he was licensed by the Florida Commission. It's the Texas Commission, isn't it? Um, in Florida. What's wrong in boxing is... Well, again, <laughs> um, if, if he's not suspended and not banned, then he's, then he's cleared to fight. So we can't argue with that. We can argue against that it's morally, morally and ethically wrong to be doing it in an inherently dangerous sport that we love, that's, that's visceral and raw and does carry those dangers. And we have to protect everyone from fighting against other fighters who've got performance enhancing drugs in their system. Clomiphene is a performance enhancing drug um, and is on the banned substance list. 
for that reason. Um, the, the, the key to all of this, to go back to the original question, and, and we, are, we are in this situation, is they've circumvented the system and they've got away with it on a technicality, got away with it, got him in back in the ring on a technicality. It's become a bigger story because they're using this process to do it. They're doing everything they can to find wriggle room and they've found the wriggle room. And in that space, in that tiny space of wriggle room, they are shifting the paradigm on you test positive for something because it can't be pinned on you in a certain way you're going to still going to be able to come around and fight. Look, he hasn't fought for 17 months. The kid needs to earn money. I get all that, yeah. that Eddie Hearn's been saying. The key to this is, if Conor Ben is saying to the board, I'll give you all the evidence you want. Let's have that hearing. They may ban him for two years, based on strict liability. Because they say, no, but it's still in your system. It's clomiphene. It's down to you to have not done this. He can then appeal that it's accidental or not deliberate. And that can go to appeal. He's got the right to appeal. If the medical evidence dictates that he was right, then he'll get away with it. He will get away with not, not having the ban, is what I mean. Could he be in a situation where, because he's saying, look, I've offered the board all the evidence, if eventually they do meet, and however it goes, if they say that's not good enough, because he's been out of the ring for so long, is there a situation where he's in a time-served situation? He'll say, well, you can have that sort of... Yeah. You've had that where you, we'll give you a... a that, is it a suspended ban because you've been out the ring that long? You, do you see that as a possibility yeah, because back, yeah. it's been a back data ban because it's been we've seen it happen before, and it's um, it's just something that I'm thinking like when's this going to end? I'm sure he's thinking that as well. By the way, I know we all are, yeah. and mostly him because it's impacting on him more than anyone else. We're just talking about it. We're talking about what appears in front of us day by day, week by week, month by month, month after month after month after month. I don't enjoy talking about it. It, 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 it. it is a cloud hanging over us. It was very depressing last year when this happened, when they were trying to force the fight ahead, given what was in the background. And no, it shouldn't have been forced ahead at the time, but I do think they're going to get their own way. And I think they're going to have this fight on Saturday night, and I think he's going to fight Chris Eubank in, in December. Do you think that fight will happen in the UK? It could only happen in the UK under him having another licence. But then that would mean that the board have to give him permission to fight still. No. Does, you know, does, cause no. Doesn't Tyson have a Nevada license, but then um, go to the board after then, okay, it's fighting the country? I don't know. Tyson Fury? Because I'm sure Eddie's always alluded to the fact that Tyson Fury has a, doesn't have a British boxing border control license. He has a, a Nevada license. And then when you fight back in England, because it's under, he's in the UK, the British boxing border control, I believe, have to, the permission. No. When Derek Chisora and David Hay fought in, in 2012, it was under Luxembourg Commission. They were licensed by Luxembourg, and it was nothing to do with the board. It's technically, in the UK, an unlicensed fight, unlicensed by the Boxing Board of Control. And they'll go ahead and do that if they don't do it in another country, in another jurisdiction. Agree. Um, last one from me, just quickly before we go. Um, we are going to see Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou. It was a huge press conference down here in London, um, a big event. A lot of the stars are coming out. Taking away from just the actual fight in itself, there is so much sort of hype around it. How excited are you to go back to the Middle East, um, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and experience another big night? That's where the big nights seem to be going now. I think it's a fascinating event. I interviewed Frank Warren about it this week, 
and uh, I think it's out there, but 180 million views that press conference did on that Thursday. I mean, you know, you were there. It was a big red carpet event. It had a big fight feel about it. It had like a big Vegas feel about it, like a grand arrival. It's like a huge launch. Um, a lot of people from the fight world there, a lot of celebrities there, a lot of people rubbernecking to see if Francis Ngannou, the big MMA fighter, the former UFC heavyweight champion, how he'd stand up against the kind of mind games of Tyson Fury. And I thought he held out pretty well, I've got to say that. You know, never lost his cool, never got teased into taking his shirt off, held his own against Tyson Fury, the master salesman, the master promoter. Um, it feels really big, and I think, you know, again, based on what Frank Warren was telling me and based on what I'm seeing behind the scenes, it's going to be a really big event with huge names being invited there from the world of music and entertainment. They're pulling out all the stops. I mean, I'm hearing things. I can't reveal any of it. I don't know if any of it's true, but like many ready-made, ready-made arenas and special effects and intention to have more of these big events, huge ambition with it. There's already four heavyweight fights on the cards. I was trying to say, aside from the main event, it's a yeah. cracking card. I mean, yeah. Wardley, Adelaide, especially with what happened on the red carpet now, I mean, I think it was a good fight anyway, but that extra bit of spice added up to it. It's, um, it's, a, it's a good fight. Fabio Wardley, David Adelaide is one of those great kind of young British heavyweight title fights that we relish. We don't know who's a clear winner in it. Fabio Wardley... People like Johnny Fisher tell me is like really got something special. I've seen something special in David Adelaide in the last year. Um, um, I just think it's a fantastic fight between those two. It's a, it's going to come down to a battle of will and who wants it the most. Joseph Parker against Simon Keane. Parker a big favourite in that fight. He's still in the mix in the top ten in the heavyweight division. Um, outside that, of course, we've got some. Um, I'm trying to think of the other heavy- oh um, Martin Bacoli yes. number two with the WBA ranked highly with three of the world governing bodies big opportunity for him against Carlos Takam I think he gets the job done don't underrate Takam he beat Yoko last time out Tony Yoko didn't he um, even though he's been um, beaten by Anthony Joshua and Derek Chisora and others coming through so I think it's it's already a great card and I'll tell you there's an, another MMA fighter on the card as well Jack McGann is fighting Robert, Roberto Duran Jr. on the card as well. Um, Jack is a guy I know. I know his father really well. And uh, he's got massive ambition. He, he, he could have got into the UFC, but he's chosen boxing instead at the moment. Wants to be a British champion. There's a lot of great storylines there, you know? I mean, it's, it's really hotting up. Well, look, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it all unfold. Like you said, big names big money and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting event Gareth look appreciate you talking to Boxing Social as usual always we'll a pleasure catch up again shortly and don't miss my new show Inside the Ropes that I'm doing from fight weeks around the country episode one is out today it's from here the drum Wembley and it's always a pleasure to be with my lifesaver Matt Lenihan I'll tell you that story on another day <laughs> Gareth Davis appreciate your time Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.